What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Official Visit, the podcast about college baseball recruiting by players for players. I'm Joe Jimenez. I'm here with my co-host, Jared Penniman. Jared, how are we doing today? Doing great. First, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor over at Hyped Apparel for making this episode possible. They have great workout gear, athleisure gear. Uh, if you want to hit your New Year's goals, guys, check out Hyped Apparel. They got some great stuff. You get 15% off if you use the code official visit. Go check them out. Today's episode, we got Cole Cabrera um, from Cal Poly. Um, and Cole's from Honolulu, Hawaii. He went to Punahou High School in Honolulu. Um, and this kid's a stud. Uh, I played against Cole in the Northwoods. He played um, for the Eau Claire Express. Uh, man, he, he just absolutely raked that summer. Um, but we get into a lot of really cool stuff in this interview. Um, this is probably the most in-depth um, recruiting interview we, we really have. Um, it, it's pretty cool. Cole provided a lot of detail on, you know, um, what he was feeling, um, certain conversations he had, um, and, and just the process as a whole, as well as, you know, um, the differences in recruiting uh, coming from Hawaii. And, and, and coming out to, to play on the mainland. So we hope you guys love this episode. If there's anything you guys need, please reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, or even our email. So let's go. Hey, Cole. Thanks so much for, for coming on the pod, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Joe. Of course. Of course. Um, we always seem to start in high school, but I guess it's, it's the perfect starting place. Um, you went to Punahou High School. You know, when did you first start thinking about, um, you know, college baseball? When did you first were like, yeah, I want to play college baseball? Honestly, honestly, I didn't really have that dream maybe until like my junior or senior of high school because um, being from Hawaii, you don't really get exposed to the big college baseball out there like what someone from Southern California, Northern California had with going to all these, you know, games as a kid or anything like that. Like I just had the university of Hawaii. Like I, I was a die, I'm still a diehard university of Hawaii fan. Like I went to all the games and that was really only my taste of what college athletics was. And so um, Hawaii wasn't really good at the time. So, I mean, I really didn't have the passion, I guess, to play college baseball, but as I got older, I, I thought it'd just be a ticket into college and, you know, it just, just, fell in line that I played college baseball somewhere, but it wasn't really to my, my junior or senior high school where I really took going to college for baseball seriously. What, what kind of flipped that switch? I mean, you, you said that it was kind of, you thought it might be your ticket to college, but I mean, what kind of flipped the switch to where you thought that you could go play high level college baseball because you're at Cal Poly, which is an amazing school and amazing program. Yeah. So I honestly wasn't really good in high school, like my freshman or sophomore year. Like I made the varsity team, but to be honest, I mean, I look back at it now, like I was small. I, I, I didn't have really a college body or I wasn't projectable in college. And so kind of like my junior season is kind of when I had a really good year and, you know, colleges um, were kind of getting interested in a little bit. I got invited to the area code tryout game and, uh, Erico Trout in Las Vegas and if it wasn't for that I honestly don't think I'd be here right now because there was a pl- there was an abundance of college coaches and scouts there and I have never done any like showcase like big top gun 
recruiting tool like that before. And so I think it was just after my junior, I really thought like I could play with these guys. And so it really happened like my junior high school, really. Cole, how'd you get that invite to area codes? Was it because I'm, I'm actually not familiar with how it works. Jared, I think you went to an area code tryout, right? I never went mm-hmm. to one. Um, but for those who don't know, can you kind of outline how that worked? Definitely, yeah. So one of my one of my rival schools in my conference back in Hawaii, the head coach actually had an in with the Cincinnati Reds. I think he was like an area scout in Hawaii, but he also was the head coach of like my rival high school. So – I mean, I played against him all the time, right, in conference, you know, within the state. And so he knew he knew I could play a little bit. And so we were in constant communication. He was he was for my uh, for my development and everything. And he really helped me out a lot. His name was Kurt Miyahara. Uh, I still believe he's the head coach there at um, my rival high school. But he really was the end for me to get connected with the mainland scouts. And he said, you know, this guy from Hawaii can play a little bit. Just give him a shot. And I think a few of us, maybe any five or six Hawaii guys went up to the tryout in Las Vegas and some made it. I didn't make it, unfortunately, but I think just being there at the tryout was a big recruiting tool. It was just a big something for me personally coming out of Hawaii and everything like that. And Cole, I'm curious because I actually, I went to the same, because I'm from Las Vegas, I went to the same area code tryout. Um, And just being invited there and being around all great players from whether it be Hawaii, whether it be Vegas, it was almost, it, it was a sense to me that like, okay, like I'm on the same level as some of the kids around town that you hear just the studs. Right. I mean, so was that was going to that? Cause you said that was your first big experience and like a showcase type environment. Was that kind of what got the ball rolling for you to be like, okay, like I am on the same level of these guys. Maybe I should actually try to, put forward a lot more effort not that you weren't putting forward effort but you know what I'm saying to to get to the best school that you could possibly get to definitely I mean if it wasn't for that trout like I said I probably wouldn't be here today at Cal Poly uh it was just such a great experience every guy was good and I was I was it was more of a shock it was like a wake-up call like wow like these guys are so good like we're hit there's guys that are hitting balls 450 feet to right field and I was like wow like I'm just lucky to be here and I I remember I didn't have like that best of a tryout that day I remember I ran well and I threw really well but um my hitting was just shaky it was okay I don't think I barreled too many balls up but um the day after that tryout my coach at Cal Poly left me a voicemail and I really think that I chose Cal Poly more more so because they were like the first ones to reach out to me. Like no other college ever reached out to me, whether it be Hawaii even. And so uh, my assistant coach saw something and we developed the relationship. And from there it took a few months and then I was committed. It was, I was, I'm just very grateful and lucky to have attended that because like I said, I don't think I'd be here. Hey guys want to give a quick nod to our sponsor over at Chin Music. And if you guys got a new bat for the holiday season and you want to spice it up, make it your own, check out Chin Music for your own personal bat decals. 
whether you want it to be your area code, whether you want it to have a nuke on it, whatever you want it to be, guys, go check them out. Fully customizable. And we're even giving away a little little discount code. So check the check the link for this episode and let's get back to the interview. Yeah, Cole, uh, one thing we, I mean, we've interviewed, how many guys have we interviewed now, Jared? At least 25? 25-ish, you might be 25, I can't remember. But, you know, we always talk about, our whole goal with this podcast is, you know, like helping guys find their fit, right? Um, there's just a lot of, or a lack of awareness of, you know, the importance of fit and, and being happy with your college decision. And I think a huge part of that is the connection you make with, with the coaches and, and the relationships you build with, with your coach. And you kind of just mentioned that with, um, with your Cal Poly assistant coach, but you know, what was it about that first phone call or just, I guess the, the relationship as a whole over the next coming months that you're like, you know, this is, this is the spot I want to be. Right. Cause some guys, they get that first phone call and it's like, you know, like this is a cool school, but you know, like, and, and I get along with the guy, but that's not necessarily in like my dream school. Um, but what was about that, that phone call and the, and the coming relationship you had with, with your coach at Cal Poly, your assistant coach now that, um, that really stuck out to you? I think because he just expressed like so much excitement because personally, like, I mean, I was, I thought I was a, a good player, but he made me seem like a great player. And so I think just how he was just excited to like give me an opportunity to like come to his school or just be excited that someone is like looking into you and thinking that you can play like that meant a lot to me. And I remember, I think it was maybe a month after the area code tryout, I was in California and San Diego for like a tournament and they, and he, he drove down San Luis Obispo to San Diego. It's not a, not a short drive. It's like maybe six hours. And so I, I think he drove like six hours to watch like two of my games. And I remember I was the most nervous I've ever been for a game. And after that game, he, he told me, come up. I, I wasn't expecting anything. Uh, obviously I went up. I didn't know much about the school and he told me like my head, he showed video of my, one of my first at bats to my head coach. And, you know, he said he, he, he watched one swing and he was like, yeah, let's do it. And I think, like, like going back to like finding the right fit for you. I feel like many, many kids just go to a school that, um, that they want to go to, not necessarily like a lot of the coaches want their, I mean, well, I mean, obviously the coaches will want the kids, but it's real special when the kid is, when the coach is so excited to have this kid here. And I think, it kind of gets lost a little bit in college recruiting. I feel like everyone wants to go to the big name school, the UCLA's, the Arizona States of the world. But um, like you said, I mean, you can find joy. You can get drafted. You, you can excel like at whatever school. And I think it's important to have excitement from your coaches because they're the ones that are going to be with you the whole time. So, yeah. And I, I love that you brought that up because as, as you were going through that, it reminded me a lot of our talk a couple weeks ago or maybe a month now with uh, Will Jacobson from, from Harvard. And it was recruiting is a two-way street, right? It's 
you want to be excited about where you're going to go, but it's almost, it almost seems more important to the recruit when the coaching staff and the, and the coach that's recruiting you personally is that much more excited about you than you are of the school. Right. I mean, because I think, and I think that was your, your case with, with Cal Poly, because it was a school that you had never really heard of um, or didn't know much about. And whether it be division one, division two, junior college, wherever it may be, uh, if you don't know much about the school, but the coach is just absolutely fired up about you potentially going there. I think it is that much more eye opening about a school, right? Definitely. I think when the student athlete wants to play for a certain college, but when that certain college wants that player to play for them, I think when you have both those things going, I think it's a strong bond. And I think it checks off definitely one of the boxes about when, where you're going to go for the next four year, four, three years, you know, um, like I said, a lot of kids just go to their school that, you know, their mom or dad went to. And I think it's really important to research and take a visit before you commit. And I think it, you, it is important to really like, you know, take this seriously because this is a serious time. Um, it was actually my, my Cal Poly was, I believe my, I think maybe like my second, my second offer. I didn't have that many offers at all to go play college baseball anywhere. But I remember it was between University of San Francisco and Cal Poly. And so uh, I was going to commit to Cal Poly, but my mom and my dad told me, no, we have to go see San Francisco. And I'm like, okay, so I hopped on a plane. I was back in Hawaii. I hopped on a plane like the next day so we could visit like USF. And I remember like knowing after seeing Cal Poly, like Cal Poly is the place for me. I literally was like, I woke up and I'm like, I didn't even tell my parents. I woke up like the next morning after we got from USF and I just slept on and I prayed on and I was like Cal Poly. And so honestly, the coaches knew before my parents. It's kind of funny, but they obviously trusted me with the decision and I think ultimately it should be the kid's decision. That's what I kind of want to touch upon. I think it should be something that the kid feels in their heart and, you know, hopefully the parents will support it. Yeah, Cole, that's, I mean, that's actually something Jared and I personally experienced. And I think it's something that a lot of guys that we've talked to so far have experienced. I I would probably say 90% where, you kind of get to the school and it's such, it's almost just such a clear decision in your head of this is where I'm going to go. This is where I belong. This is home. You know, we've, we've, we've heard that so many times and these are the guys that are happiest with where they're at is, you know, they're, they're just like, yeah, this is, I know this is a place for me, regardless of how hard it might get in the beginning. Cause it will be hard. That's another thing um, we talk about all the time is I think guys become, you know, a little wary of their decision freshman year, but there's so many changes you have your freshman year, right? You can't just think, you know, like you're, you're away from home. Um, so many different things you're growing up. Um, but there's just having that confidence in, in your decision with just a feeling. And it's almost just indescribable. I can't describe it. Like I remember walking on Chapman's campus. I've visited so many other places and I'm just like, this is, this is a spot. And I know Jared was was kind of the same way, but can you go Mm -hmm. more into your visit with Cal Poly? Um, You already described that feeling, but Mm -hmm. um, 
almost kind of giving people an idea of like, what does a visit to Cal Poly look like? Definitely. So I, I drove up to Cal Poly and we got there, my head coach, my assistant coach, who's still there, the recruiting coordinator, they met me out in the parking lot and they walked me and my family, you know, out to the field, the cages. I mean, we don't have that much to show. We had a locker room, cages, bullpen, little weight room area. So we checked that out and then we went into the, we went into the head coach's office and he basically just put me up on the big screen uh, video that the recruiting coordinator sent him. And then he showed me kind of like the mechanics of my swing, what he liked, what he thought like was working well for me. He thought I was very projectable. And then he liked my grades, obviously. Uh, He knew I could get into Cal Poly. There was nothing wrong there. And so he, he, pulled out a piece of paper I honestly was not expecting like them to even like offer me I thought they were just you know gonna tell us to come to a camp or something that's what a lot of college coaches do but he pulls out an offer and says this is what we're gonna give you and I was like I was so shocked I was so happy Um, my 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 grandparents my mom and I think my dad would came they were ecstatic as well and afterwards the recruiting coordinator took me on a campus tour. And I think this is the really important part that really sold me on Cal Poly is that my family rode in our car that we took up. And then I rode in the recruiting coordinator's car with him only. And we were just talking like man to man about the school, about, you know, how the recruiting process is going. And like, that really made me feel comfortable and everything like that. And at at the end of the day, it's my decision. And obviously I really want my parents and everyone to be on board. But I feel like the, how he isolated me and talked to me man to man one on one, I really I think it really set the tone and say, like, you know, you you should come here if you want to come here, not because anyone else wants you to come here. And so we toured everywhere, the dorms, the weight room where we lived in the mornings, uh, every outdoor thing. And then we went on our way. It was maybe like a two hour visit and I left and I went back to San Diego. Yeah. I, I like, so I guess what I'm going to say is I, I had found when I was getting recruited on any visit that I went that when coaches took the time to get that individual time, you know, um, cause it, it's different when you're there with, with your whole family or whoever you end up going on a visit with, but when you can get that individual time with the coach that's recruiting you, that's when you really get to find out if, you, you find out a lot about the program because you get to find out a lot about who runs the program, right? And I think that's so important, and I think that's overlooked a lot because, like, even looking back on on my recruiting was the best recruiting trips that I took were, were the ones where I got that one-on-one individual time. So I, I, love, I love that you brought that up. But I do want to talk about the aspect of on your visit when they showed you some of your film. Was that... How, how did that make you feel in the sense of they had taken the time to take this video, to dissect this video? Like, was that some, it, it probably wasn't expected, but how did that kind of shape your feeling of the coaching staff at that time? Yeah, definitely. I remember it was filmed from the game I played the day before. And then I had an off day of the tournament and I drove up to Cal Poly and so it was like film from yesterday, pretty much. And like, it wasn't a film from YouTube. I didn't have like any recruiting videos on YouTube or anything like that at the time. So 
um, this was like raw footage stuff. So like the ability to have that much confidence after just watching me one, I'm not kidding, like one game, like three swings maybe and pulling the trigger like that. Like I can't say no to this guy. Like he believes in me and that meant a lot to me. Um, I felt quote unquote, like I felt like special in the mm -hmm. sense that they wanted to like, trust me. And I didn't know anything about who else they recruited, who was in the recruiting class, like how many guys were already signed to play here or anything like that. Like I was very naive. I went back to the hotel after the visit and I looked up everything on the hotel computer where we were staying. And I remember like they had like four or five commits, none, I play outfield, none were outfield. And I thought like, wow, like I'm the first outfielder they're, they're recruiting. Like that's kind of dope. And so I just, it was just a good relationship in the recruiting process. And two weeks later, after, like I said, visits using University of San Francisco, called the coach. He was ecstatic. I was ecstatic. And we went from there. Yeah. God, that's, that's awesome. And I know you, you kind of just pointed to it and as well as earlier in the interview, but it talked about kind of the vision that they had for you, right. Of, you know, like you're projectable, um, it's funny that you said you weren't good in high school because you got drafted after your senior year of high school. <laughs> so I kind of think that's BS. Um, but uh, kind of just, yeah, that, that, that idea of having a vision for you and just how you're going to develop. Um, was that something you kind of only saw from, from Cal Poly when you were talking to, to, to Cal Poly and, and other schools? Definitely like the hitting coach I had back home, he teaches hitting some a certain way. And my coach at Cal Poly, he was telling me the exact same things on my video that my hitting coach um, taught, taught me like my whole life since I was maybe in eighth grade. And I think it was important because I trusted him with my swing. I trusted him with my development. And I think that is also a really good key to know that you have picked the right program is when you trust the coaching staff to bring in, the right people to teach the right things and you trust like what he's saying actually can help you. Cause I've, I've seen so many occasions where co players and coaches just butt heads and it results in the player transferring and he was so good and they just couldn't, they couldn't buy into what the coach was telling because obviously if what the coach is saying, you, you got to listen to it or else sometimes, you know, there's conflict. And I feel like if you can ease that relationship and, trust what he's saying mm -hmm. I think it just will do dividends not for only for the team but for you individually yeah I uh, yeah I 100% agree with that um but I do want to circle back uh we talked about already uh you're from Hawaii um but I want to get into mm -hmm. some of the difficulties of being in Hawaii and not being not being recruited and going to Hawaii because it's not like like Joe is from Northern California to drive down to slow. Uh, there's, there's quite a bit of water you got to cross to get to all, all of the schools on the mainland. So what were some of those difficulties and did you really think about that during your recruiting process? Definitely. I, I think coming from Hawaii, it's gotta be the hardest place to get recruited from like within the country, like without a doubt. Um, we obviously don't have the luxury of going to see any college baseball games or visiting any college campuses, whether it be, you know, we take a tour for spring break. 
or, or college coaches can come to our games with like a 15 minute mm-hmm. drive. Like they have to fly. And so we, as Hawaii, as Hawaii kids, we have to really attack the recruiting process more than anybody else. We have to spend money and go to these tournaments. Like I said, I played tournaments in San Diego almost every summer, hopefully to get recruited. I went to Arizona countless times in tournaments with, with a strictly Hawaii team. So we could, you know, get recognized and it's incredibly hard. It's incredibly hard unless obviously you are a dude, like a top five round dude where Mm -hmm. everybody knows you around the country, then obviously it's easy. But for someone small like me who really didn't blossom into the recruiting process until very late in their college career, it's extremely difficult. And I was very lucky to have good coaches that exposed me into good good um good tournaments and you know who had also good word of mouth of mouth to me you know so it's it's extremely difficult and yeah I just I'm kind of lost right now I don't know why I'm just at a loss for words but it's just tough yeah and and we we talk about the importance of that word of mouth and from the coaches that we've talked to too it's that that word of mouth is huge um, because not only are they, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a level of confidence for the coach when they can see a kid and they go to their, you know, their other coaching friends or just people that they know their network. And they're like, Hey, what do you think of this kid? And it's, yeah, like he has great hands. He's got speed, like all this stuff, but also the aspect of, yeah, he's just a good person. That's something I've heard countless times of, of when a coach can really get a check on who you are as a person, um, that's that's just huge. I mean, um, but Cole, I want to ask, you know, is there a way that recruiting can be easier from these for these kids in Hawaii? I mean, we talk about we've talked a lot about the importance of of social media and that, how that can help guys. But do you see any way of just how it can become easier for for high school recruits in Hawaii right now? Or is it just kind of like, you know, it is what it is like you just got to make make every opportunity you have in front of a college coach count definitely it has gotten tremendously better when i was in high school it was tough we didn't have you know instagram was maybe two three years in like now it's like seven to eight seven or eight and everyone's connected right mm-hmm. but there's like so many things i think like there's like five tool baseball i think there's like a five tool hawaii page strictly for hawaii players mm-hmm. now that college coaches can follow and stuff like that i know there's a guy that has like a side business of recruiting is like a not like an advisor but like a recruiting like recruiting assistant that markets Hawaii kids on social media over email gets them out to a lot of college coaches um I see that on Twitter all the time and so it has gotten a lot better uh the word of mouth and the exposure definitely is something that Hawaii kids have to take advantage of um, they always have to make make do with connecting over YouTube, mm-hmm. sending out videos via email and everything. And so it's gotten a lot better, Joe, that, um, you know, hopefully maybe one day my kids can, you know, if I choose to live in Hawaii, they will be able to get a lot better results and a lot better recruiting because of the tools we have today. Right. And I can only imagine what it will be like 15, 15 years down the line. Yeah. Cole, I, I have 
we'll we'll start to wrap this up. Um, I got one more question in terms of you know showcasing yourself. Um, I played with or I played against you in the woods. Like you can ball, you can play, you can hit, you can run, all these things. Um, and in this showcase environment, um, you know everyone's like coaches are looking for tools. What happens if I don't have these tools? But it's all about playing to your strengths, right? Um, so how much of of understanding your game translates into not necessarily how well you get recruited or how much you get recruited, but, you know, how much of the opportunity you'll take advantage of. Right. So what was your mindset going into these, into these showcases opportunities? What were you trying to show off? I can remember just being super nervous, um, you know, because I felt like I had to prove, you know, to all these college coaches, these scouts, these other players that, you know, I could play and, um, more and more, um, showcases and tournaments I went to, the more and more comfortable I got. But at the end of the day, I was just trying to, I learned to just do me. Don't try to do anything too much. Like I said, the only reason I got a call from my assistant coach was not because I hit, but because I could throw and I could run and play, play some good defense. And I had some good reads in the outfield, uh, during the live scrimmages, like my bat had nothing to do with what I got recruited to do at Cal Poly. And so I think, you know, when people just try to bump up 93 on the mound, I feel like if I'm a college recruiter, if you throw 84 to 86, just throw your 84 to 86 as best you can and try to spot up and miss down in the zone with some sink or something like that. You know, I wouldn't try to uh, do too much. I wouldn't try to hit nukes. I still don't hit nukes. I've always been like a line drive hitter. So that's always been my thing. And if, you don't want to get – if you want a college hitter, if you want a power hitter, I mean, go get one. I'm not your guy. Mm-hmm. If you want a line drive hitter that, you know, can get on base and occasionally swipe a bag or two or, you know, make a play in the outfield, you know, I'm your guy. And so it wasn't more like this is what – if this is what you want, get it. It's more like this is what you're going to get if you want it, per se. And so that's that was kind of like my mentality Uh and I was just lucky enough to find some schools that I fit well with. And, you know, eventually just chose Cal Poly. Cole, I don't, I don't think you could have said that any better. Um, Because, I mean, we talked about it, I think last week, it's know what kind of player you are, but when you go to these showcases, when you go to these tournaments, it's, if you can play, you're going to play. Right. I mean, you don't need to be who you're not because, if you do that, then you're not going to play well. But if you are who you are, you've done it long enough and you've done it at a high enough level, it's going to show through. And college coaches can see that whether you go 0 for 4 with 3Ks, but it's a little stuff, like you said. Um, but, dude, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm glad we could could, could uh, work this out. Um, yeah. Loved having you on. So much good stuff. A lot of good stuff for people on the island, too. Um, I think, I think this is going to be a really great episode, man. So thanks again so much. I appreciate you guys for having me. I mean, anytime, uh, I got the text or message from Joe and, um, I was ecstatic to get on the podcast with you guys and share a little bit about the recruiting process for me or someone from Hawaii. So, I mean, thank you guys enough. I can't thank you guys enough. It was great.